welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridget Pineson. Today, we're gonna to talk about how A-Rod, Steve Young, and Grant Cardone started funds without any experience. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now, I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is gonna give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, welcome back. I'm Bridger Pennington. Today is a fun episode. So we're gonna talk about three guys, three individuals that started funds and are running billion, multi-billion dollar funds right now without any experience. And those guys are Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, love him, baseball legend, Steve Young, quarterback for the 49ers, um, one of the best NFL football players of all time. And then Grant Cardone, you guys probably all follow and know him online, runs Cardone Capital. So we're gonna run through each one of their stories briefly. What I love about these guys, these three individuals, is they started, and you look at A-Rod and Steve Young, they had successful sports careers, but to transition that into a fund is a whole new game, a whole new ball game, um, to use a sports analogy. And then Grant Cardone, I mean, he was a drug addict at 25, um, came out of rehab, had nothing, and rebuilt his whole life, and now runs Cardone Capital, has an incredible story. So we're going to briefly go through their stories and also, if you didn't see last episode, I interviewed Arrived Partners, two of their partners there. These guys are, I love them to death. They're out of, right out of college, have just started a fund. They were doing real estate. Um, I know we talk a lot about real estate on here, but I'm, this is not just for real estate. This is for anybody running any type of fund. Like Steve Young runs a, a mid-cap VC, kind of private mid, mid-private equity um, buyout fund. Um, anyways, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. But these, these guys in the last episode run... Um, a real estate fund, do Airbnb rentals, you know, short-term rentals. They put properties under contract, had no money, no investors lined up, just put them under contract. They needed to raise, I think it was four and a half million, maybe $5 million in 60 days. And they did it. And I mean, they have no, con- I know these guys, they no connections. They have no, they, they, I think they brought, I don't know how many investors they brought together to raise $5 million. <laughs> Cause a lot of their investors were like 25 grand, 25 grand, 30 grand, 25 grand, 50 grand. You know, these it wasn't like two investors they found. They found a ton of people and just beat the streets and did it. And went launched into their first property right now. They're raising money for their second property, which is just amazing. That's it's awesome. Um, that's a really great episode if you haven't seen that one. And this one's gonna be on that same thread of, I'm trying to show you as, as many as examples as possible that you do not need a Harvard degree. You don't need to go work on Wall Street for all these years. It's great if you have those things, I'm not turning you away if you don't, but you don't need them. It's not exclusive to only the wealthy, rich, 1% people. Running funds can be done by anybody. I started a fund two years ago, I've ran it. Um, Still currently I'm running, my dad runs a $16 billion private equity fund. He started from nothing, grew up in ghetto North Las Vegas. I've told his stories before. Um, And today's episode, we're gonna talk about three guys who have similar backgrounds. So starting off, A-Rod. New York Yankees, I crushed. I mean, he is, I'm not going to go into all of his baseball stats, but um, got to love A-Rod, right? One of the greatest baseball players of all time. But he, when looking back on his life, he said, man, he started out with nothing. And him and his mom growing up, um, they always had to move every 18 months because landlords would, about every 18 months, would raise rents on them and they couldn't afford it anymore and have to move. And as a kid, he always had this dream that one day he would, would, 
turn the tables essentially and he would be on that side of the deal where he would be the landlord and charging people rents just thought that would be great he starts out in his baseball career um, and obviously it's A-Rod he's making pretty good money in baseball and he and he starts out um, I think in Miami bought his first fourplex just to try it out to see how it'd go uh, that went well and um, over time he started to acquire real estate he finally retires from baseball and really goes in all in on real estate he is one of the top um, well first off for athletes he is by far one of the most successful athletes post retirement of gaining wealth and in his words too he'll say he's made way more money in his fund than he ever did in baseball and he made I think he had a three or four hundred million dollar contract with the Yankees um, he said he's made a lot more since then, uh, since baseball. Um, but he started buying apartments. Right now, he owns over 10,000 units and, and has personally developed his, at least his company has developed over $1.5 billion of property. Now, A-Rod, right, he's playing baseball all day. This guy is playing baseball. It's all he does. That's why athletes traditionally are very terrible at finances because they are so focused on their sport. Alex, though, and you'll see this the same with Steve Young, a little bit different though. Alex decided to just start getting into real estate. Um, but do you think Alex just did that alone? If you look back at our three circles analogy, I've, I've kind of talked about some previous episodes in our mini course too, we talked about this as well, but you kind of, every basic fund has three different realms of people. So the first realm is the money raisers, people that can raise the money. Then the next realm is the fund manager, the person who does the fund management, does capital calls, has the LPA, PPM, does all your, I guess, fund management. And then there's the expert investor side. The, this is the person that's the expert at, for him, his case was real estate or for stocks and trading or for looking at companies and figuring out which companies to buy or looking at the bond market and figuring out how to make money there, right? That's your expert investor. It's, it's kind of rare that one person has all three attributes in a large fund. Usually you have your chief investment officers who are the investor guys. They know everything about investing. They typically aren't as great at the fund management and the and the money raising side. Then you have the fund managers, like my dad, this is my dad's story. He's a really good fund manager, good with money, good at running a business, but just didn't really know a lot of wealthy people and didn't really know how to invest that well. So he just found partners and filled in those two spots. And there's other people that are really good at raising money, but you know they don't really know much about investing and really don't know about much about running a fund. These guys typically hold like a series 64 um, and they help raise money and, and just get a fee on raising monies. Um, a lot of those people that you, that I just mentioned would love to be in a fund. A lot of these money raisers or experts would love to be coupled with someone like A-Rod, right? So if you look at that, A-Rod comes in, he says, hey, I've got a ton of money. On his funds, he used a lot of his personal money um, to start out at least, all right? So he said, hey, I'm the money raiser. And I kind of have figured out the real estate. I would love to partner though with somebody that's good at real estate and good at running a fund. And he did that, partners with good people. And think of those guys, right? If A-Rod came and pitched you, right? Right now, would you know Would you know enough about funds to say, A-Rod, I'm ready to jump in and, and be your guy, right? That's why it's good you're educating yourself. And that's the same with me. I'm like, I wanna be ready when that, when that day comes, when A-Rod knocks on my door and says, hey, I've got $500 million, I wanna start buying some real estate. Could you help? set up a fund, I said, yeah, I can do that for sure. Or if you're in real estate, yeah, I can, you know, I can deploy that much capital. So anyways, A-Rod starts out, crushes it, right? You move on to Steve Young. So Steve Young's got an interesting story as well. So Steve Young, um, NFL football quarterback, one of the best of all time, love the guy to death, uh, played for the 49ers, won a few Super Bowls there. So he retires in 1999 
and is doing whatever in retirement. Um, I think he's a, and well, still is on ESPN as a as a commentator and does pregame shows and stuff. But in 2007, he gets approached by a few people, and they found HGGC, and their focus is mid cap companies, 300 to 500 million in tech, and their um, a PE buyout fund. So they want to, um, and they also do M and A. So they'll do they'll help with mergers and acquisitions, and then also do private equity for those. Um, they f- bring this together. The interesting thing about this is Steve Young, he put some of his own money in, but the majority of their money comes from other people. Biggest one was John Huntsman, uh, multi billionaire, runs a Huntsman Chemical, and that's who kind of found it. So Steve Young, I mean, wasn't it wasn't like a Rod where he just said, "Oh, let's manage my money." It's come almost like a family office. He said, "We're actually going to run a fund." And I was just reading on, on CNBC, they, they say Steve Young is actually one of the most uh, financially literate, literate and, and actually, I guess, an athlete that's really good at finances. Uh, most, most of these athletes, sometimes they put them on funds, like, I don't know if this is true with A-Rod, but they use him as a face for their fund. Hey, we've got A-Rod, come invest, right? And we've got these smart guys in the back, and they, they like having that public figure. Steve Young is different. Steve Young... Um, isn't really, I mean, he kind of is still the face of their, their company, but he's very good at finding deals, doing due diligence, um, negotiating. He is very involved in the process of these transactions. Um, they, they have $4.25 billion committed. Um, and since 2007, I think they've done over $11 billion of transactions. Um, and they've done very, very well. They were named 2014, M&A uh, private equity firm of the year by Mergers and Acquisitions Magazine. So they've done very well. But do you really think Steve, you know, growing up was that smart of a finance guy, right? He started late in life, started after, and what I mean by late in life is after he retired, he then started getting into finance. What I'm trying to say is you do not need, you know, to be 22 and working your tail off and while should do this. You can start late and still, you still got time. If you're 35, if you're 45, if you're 55, you still got time to get into this game. And Grant Cardone, the last person I want to talk about, is the prime example of this. So Grant, if you've some of you probably heard his story, but I'll recap it. Grant Cardone um, grows up in, a, in an average, I guess average, maybe below average house. His dad never had much money to provide for their family. Um, Grant goes off the deep end, you could say, gets involved in drugs. Um, and he says he had a low point in his life where he was in a, in a room doing a drug deal and guy puts a revolver to his head and um, is trying to take his money and the drugs. And Grant moves, punches him, blood's all over. I mean, they get in this vicious fight. There's blood all over the walls, ceiling. I mean, it's a very graphic scene. Um, and Grant gets out of there, gets home, to his and his mom finally said he's at 25 years old imagine where you were at 25 he's 25 years old still living with his parents mom comes and just says we're done you can't live you're not living under my roof anymore enough is enough and grant 25 or 24 hours later is checked into a rehab facility he's he's in there starts doing this is the first time he said the first time his life um since i think since he was well not in his life but first time since middle school that he hadn't been on drugs for 30 days and he goes 30 days and they do all the you know the rehab stuff and he, as he's leaving they're going to release him the counselor says um hope i see you alive next time i see you he goes what do you mean 
He goes, well, you're probably going to be dead next time I see you. I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, don't have, and, and Grant was always very vocal about his dreams. He really, he wanted to be successful, wanted to be rich, wanted to be an author, wanted to be a speaker. And this counselor just said, dude, forget it. You don't have, you're not going to be a speaker. You're not going to be an author. You're not going to be any of that. All you need to focus on is just being sober. And if you can be off drugs, that's your standard of living in life. That's the peak that you can hit the rest of your life because you've ruined it so bad. And Grant kind of said, screw you and left and went home to his mom and said, mom, I'm going to rebuild my life. I'm off drugs. We're restarting. And she gave him a chance and he said, all right, the number one thing I'm going to do is not give myself any spare time. There's no free time, no free time anymore because I know I'll fill it with bad things. So I said, I want to be occupied doing something at all times. And so he looked around and he said, and he was the kind of guy and his words said, I go all in on everything. And he's like, with drugs, I went all in. I didn't kind of do drugs. I went all the way in. And so he said, okay, I'm the type, that type of person. I'm going to go all in on something. What do I hate the most? And for him, it was sales. He just hated sales. And so he said, I, I'm the type of person. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to prove to myself that I can be good at sales. And so what he said, he said, I don't have any free time. I'm going to go early. I'm going to stay late. I'm just going to, this is my life. And I'm going to get really, really, really good at, at sales. And anyways, Grant Cardone, the rest of his career, he does very well in sales, starts teaching, you know, sales seminars, um, selling, writing books on sales. And then eventually, like A-Rod says, I'm going to start buying real estate. And do you think, I mean, all these rich guys that start buying, do you think they're that good at real estate? Probably not, right? They're probably... They've probably listened to those people talk, read some books, but they're not these expert, expert real estate guys, right? But Grant starts buying real estate and um, I don't know the back end of this. I assume he partnered with some really good real estate people as well. Um, he does and he's learned a lot along the way and is good at real estate now. Grant, I love listening to Grant's real estate shows and stuff like that. Um, I'd be surprised though if he did it all alone and learned all of it alone. I'm sure he found mentors and partners that were experts at real estate. Um, Started at 25 though out of a drug facility right now, he manages over a billion dollars of real estate. If they, if he can do it, anybody can do it. That's my dad's same story as well. My dad manages $16 billion of real estate. Um, came from nothing, grew up in ghetto North Las Vegas and did it. And what I'm trying to, to tell you in this episode is you can f- go out and do it. I don't care if you didn't you know, go to get the perfect grades and you didn't go to the perfect, you know, you didn't go to Bain or you didn't go to McKinsey for consulting or you didn't go work on Wall Street at Goldman or, you know, JP Morgan Chase and their, you know, M&A team or their, you know, you didn't work at all these, all these amazing, have this amazing resume. You can go out and start a fund and make an incredible living. Um, and the reason I'm so sold on funds is this, is because it's an incredible model to make money. We've talked about that in previous episodes of the model of a fund. But you can work real, you can be the best ditch digger in the world and the best, right, landscaper in the world. But your peak of money is only so far, right? And you got a lot of overhead. When running a fund, man, sky is truly a limit. You can, you can make a lot of money very quickly when running a fund because um, it's so scalable. It's meant to scale. And that's why some of the richest people in the world all run funds. So hope you enjoyed this episode about A-Rod. Steve Young and Grant Cardone. Um, Let me know if you uh, have any questions or comments, go to investmentfundseekers.com and hit me up there. See ya, bye. 
Hey, what's going on? I know a lot of you out there are starting funds or thinking about starting funds and something I was so grateful for was having mentors. When I started my first fund, I had people to turn to and to ask questions. And so what I've decided to do is make the same thing for you. So what we've done is compiled a lot of interviews, things that I've learned, my personal pitch decks that I've used to pitch investors and put it all into what I call a mini vault. So in there, I deep dive into Forex funds, into real estate funds, how to structure them, how to structure deals, how to find investors. And I try to go deep to help mentor you to help you start your first fund. And in addition to that, we have a private members group on Facebook that fund managers are getting together on there and talking and working through problems together. So if this is interesting to you. If you wanna get involved and get some help right off the ground, go to investmentfundsecrets.com for less than a hundred bucks. You can get started and get into the mini vault. And I would love to see you in there on the Facebook group and talk with us. Thanks. See ya.